to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook by searching for Gone Boss. We're brought to you today by Forbidden Fruit Tattoo and Piercing. Find them online at forbiddenfruitart.com. It's spoopy season. There you go with that spoopy thing. It is. I'm telling it you. It sounds like poop. Spoopy? It's not poopy. Spoo poop. Okay. Spoopy. Okay. I did not. I would have never even put gone there. Yeah, I came okay. out of the bathroom. It was all spoopy. The spoopy season in the bathroom today. <laughs> Gross. I don't think Forbidden Fruit is going to appreciate the, the poop talk on the <laughs> while we're talking. <laughs> Maybe they will. I don't well, know. Well, everybody knows you like the poop talk. That's true. It's it's my brand. But anyway, it's spooky season. It is spooky season. And they have a deal going on. They do. Halloween spooky themed tattoo from Adam. A hundred bucks off. hundred dollars off. hundred dollars off. Yes. How much does a tattoo cost? I mean, it can cost... I have zero tattoos. Do you know that? I know that. Yeah, I am your wife. I know that. I have zero piercings. <laughs> Have you ever had a piercing? Like, ever had your ears pierced or anything like back in the Nothing. 90s? Nothing? No. Okay. All right. My best friend, Lee, he had his ear pierced, and I made fun of him. Did he get I the mean, wrong ear pierced? Well, it was back in the 80s. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, you had the, I think it was the left one. The left one, one. Right? yes. Oh, yes. If it was the other one, you bad, bad news, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> or anyway. both of them, you were like, that just know. didn't happen. That, but in the 80s, that. yeah, the left side ear pierced was, was the cool super one. cool thing. Absolutely. Well, I have tattoos and i have had my nose pierced and when i met you you had your nose pierced i know i'm thinking about doing it again i might have a little gold ring that hung out of it it wasn't a ring it was just like a little like a loop oh it was a loop you're right it was i'm gonna say i know uh who i looked at my face every day well not every day (laughs) but yeah okay anyway i don't know tattoos can cost anywhere from a little bit of money to a lot of bit of money depending on if you want like a whole sleeve or like just a little baby tattoo so they vary in prices and ranges but you can get a hundred dollars off if it's a spooky one you know what i just had a, a great idea what's that so we take our mobile setup and you get a piercing by chrissy and we'll record it you getting it done i would do that yeah sure. we should do that we could do that i'm sure chrissy would totally be down with that and i could get my nose redone that'd be fun Learn more at ForbiddenFruitArt.com. Today in the studio, we have Kelsey Harrington with the George and Francis Ball Foundation. Welcome. Thank you, Andy. No problem. Thanks for stopping by. So what do you do at the foundation? So at the foundation, I serve as the program and analytics officer, which is kind of a fancy way of saying that I am one of the middle people between our board of directors, which makes um, a lot of funding decisions throughout the year, among other decisions, and our 80 to 100 nonprofit partners that we work with either by way of grant making or uh, in a convening role where we bring people together on common topics to try to get everyone working in the same direction and kind of leverage local resources as best as we can. Okay. How long have you been with the foundation? I have been at the foundation now for five years. Okay. All right. Hard to believe. All right. So you've been there five years, huh? Was this your first job out of college or have you been other places before that? Yeah, this was the first job out of college. I 
did an internship in Cape Town, South Africa, which oh, is so okay. far from home. <laughs> that is all far from home. Um, and I had moved home just a little over five years ago um, and was looking for kind of the next step, first step out of college. And I was hoping to find something here in Muncie. And so that's really kind of how I got connected timing-wise to okay. the foundation. Cool. So are you a native Monsonian? I am. Okay. Yeah, All sure. right. Where'd you, where'd you go to school? Where'd you graduate? I went to Cowan, okay. so just south of Muncie. Okay. I thought maybe that was the case. Tell me about yeah. your family. Well, so I'm the oldest of four biological siblings. My parents are foster parents, so oh, okay. I have two much younger siblings. So I often lately in the last couple of years say that I'm the oldest of six, mm-hmm. um, which is also crazy and hard to believe. But yeah, so the four of us who uh, grew up together are five years apart total. So we are all really close in age. And I have two sisters and a brother. And all of them are either off on their own out of college now or uh, the youngest is still in school. And my parents are also still here locally. My dad works at a local software company and my mom stays at home and, like I said, Takes care of the two littles, as we call them. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a big job. So yeah. absolutely, okay. yeah. What kind of professional organizations are you involved with? So here locally, I serve on two different boards of directors. One uh, is the Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. which, as you know, we serve together, we serve together <laughs> on <yes>. that board. <laughs> and then I also serve on the board for the Refugee Alliance of Delaware County, Okay, which is a spinoff from the Muncie Afghan Refugee Resettlement Committee, which was established a couple of years ago mm-hmm. in response to the humanitarian crisis in Afghanistan. And so that's really wonderful work, and I'm glad to be a part of that. I'm also a part of the State Association and National Association for Small Foundations, so Indiana Philanthropy Alliance and Exponent Philanthropy. So in those capacities, I serve on uh, different committees depending on which organization and participate in various professional development related to the field that I am in. Okay, excellent. Keeps you busy, it sounds like. Yeah, certainly. (laughs) (laughs) What do you like to do for fun? Oh boy, that is a loaded question. Depends on what I'm looking for, but I love spending time with my friends and family. Lucky to be near many of them. Um, And so that's a much easier thing to to do than maybe would be different if family and friends were were elsewhere. I am a puzzle player, so I spend a lot of time uh, tucked away playing uh, Sudoku or crossword puzzles. Okay. So that's kind of like a, a good mindlessness <laughs> exercise for me, which is fun sometimes. I also enjoy running my small business. So I, when I'm not at the foundation, I run both an online and in-person vintage store uh, where I sell primarily clothing and then some home goods. And so the everything that goes into that is really fun for me. Uh, while it is a small business and, and kind of secondary job, it's really a hobby. So I find a lot of joy in curating the collections and what's getting it, them out there. What's it called? So weirdly, there's two different names online. It's Vint Condition. Okay. And that's on Etsy. And then I have a physical space here in Muncie at Caldwell's Antique Mall. And that particular space I've coined purple hippo vintage which kind of is a nod um, oh yeah absolutely. as you know to a nostalgic landmark of sorts here yeah. in Muncie so. okay cool so I also know you live downtown Muncie correct that's right so is that like your hub of I mean I always see you walking around downtown or at festivals and all kinds of stuff is that what drew you to the community or to staying in downtown or what keeps you here 
Yeah, great question. So I moved to downtown about a year ago, and I work and live within not even two blocks uh, of downtown. So it's been really enjoyable and fun to walk to work a lot of the time and home from work and then be able to quickly hop across the street for dinner or drinks with friends or to the gym or uh, to a number of different downtown amenities. And being close to it all, for example, during the Fire Up downtown Mm -hmm. um, festival a couple weeks ago, it was really exciting to be in the four block, uh, you know, shut down of downtown uh, and be able to just kind of mosey upstairs or downstairs and kind of watch it all unfold earlier that day before everyone came downtown. But I will I will say that having the experience that you can have in bigger cities where you can live close to work, walk to work, be able to enjoy practically any amenity that you would need uh, within walking distance of your home is certainly part of what has drawn me to living downtown, but also plays a really big role in, in keeping me downtown. Mm-hmm. And it's really a great fit for me in this season of life. So being able to socialize and, and participate in lots of community events is, again, a really big benefit of living and working so close together. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. What's something you'd wish you had known when you were first starting out? I think that <laughs> I laugh because um, it's been a lesson that was not quickly learned. I think that it's still something I'm learning every day, which is that nobody has it together. (laughs) Nobody has a plan. (laughs) That is true. Um, And so I think that's somewhat of a fallacy that we pick up on as we move through education or or career is that you should have a plan or that everybody has a path that they're going to follow. But the reality is almost no one does. And uh, the, the backgrounds of people who are working in all different parts of our community are rarely backgrounds that directly align with what they're doing today, um, which to me is so fascinating and it's actually a wonderful thing. But that is certainly something I wish that I would have known <laughs> uh, because it would have saved me a lot of anxiety and, and uh, concern about whether or not my plan or my process was good or on track right, or, or whatever. Right yeah, or the whatever. right one. Yeah. Whatever measure of success. The reality is that's all kind of not real. Yeah, anyway, it's not real. Like <laughs> I have a. I went to school for music. I don't use that. I only use it when I sing at like Civic or something like that. So, and you never know where your life is going to twist and turn and take you. And yeah, I feel like we're all just faking it till we make it. Now, some that's of right. us are better at pretending <laughs> than others, but yeah, at the end yes. of the day none of us know everything and like we're all figuring out as we go along yes hopefully yeah. doing a good job as we go but when we I, yeah. when we don't hopefully we learn from our mistakes <laughs> that's right yeah the, the quicker we can loosen our grip on that i think the better perfect what's your favorite band or artist so when i was thinking about this question before this i was stumbling because i love music in general i'm almost always listening to something and I once read a quote that music is the way you decorate your time. Hmm. I thought that was really beautiful, and I love that. And ironically, though, I decorate my time, apparently, in very <laughs> a variety of ways. So That's all good. Right now, I would probably say that my one of my favorite artists is Camp, okay. uh, which is like an Americana folk group. I also love Yoklor, which is kind of a similar vibe or aesthetic, and I'm actually seeing them in concert tomorrow night, so oh, that's well, exciting. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> nice. 
Are you an early bird or a night owl? I'd like to think that I'm a night owl, okay. um, but on the average day, I'm probably neither. I'm like a middle of the day <laughs> Middle girly. of the day or, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am too. I feel you on that. What's your favorite book? So I grew up not liking to read um, okay. at all, and I carried that into my adulthood, but I recently, over the last couple of years, read a book called Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Oh, yeah. And I've now read it probably six times. I like to describe it as chicken soup for the adult soul, (laughs) Um, adult woman's soul primarily. But that said, that is without a doubt my favorite book. Okay, perfect. Have you ever met anyone famous? Yes. Okay. Care to share who? (laughs) (laughs) Like that's somewhat of a loaded question. Um, Most notably, probably... I met the Jonas Brothers multiple times growing up. I was a big fangirl um, (laughs) in my preteens and teen years. And so, yeah, very passionately. Jonas Brothers. Met them. Awesome. No, I think that's awesome. Not not many people. I don't think anybody said that on the podcast so far. So there you go. You're first. (laughs) What's your guilty pleasure? So I, in running my side business, have to curate items. So it's not as simple as going online and buying things wholesale, mm-hmm. for example. Um, not that that's simple, but I have to go find them. So right. I spend countless late night, I guess maybe I am a night owl, okay. um, hours scrolling through auctions and similar you know, estate sales, whatever it might be, um, have found my way to many online platforms <laughs> uh, <laughs> to find a lot of items and bring them to Muncie. So I just scroll, scroll, scroll. And it's kind of the equivalent of online shopping where you just add to cart, add to cart. Yeah, that is my guilty pleasure for the shop. I probably only buy uh, 1% of okay. that I <laughs> explore and discover. So. Okay, cool. What's your favorite movie? Hmm, also a loaded question. Similar to music, have a lot of favorite movies. Growing up, I did not like cartoons, and I don't know why. Even to this day, I'm not a big animated uh, movie fan. But there were kind of a handful of favorites, one of which is Cool Runnings, which is about the Jamaican bobsled <laughs> you know, I We were just talking about Cool Runnings the other day, Matt and I were. <laughs> I love that movie, and I think a lot of it was my dad, whenever he – laughs about something or something gets him kind of going and either from a sentimental like him smiling and and grinning at something or him belly laughing at something I link that figure of of attention to him and so growing up we watched cool runnings as a family um, (laughs) but specifically with my dad so many times which I think is part of why it's, well, yeah, you know, you've got those core favorite. memories yes. in, in there established. So excellent. No one has said that movie either on this podcast. So it's good. a unique one. It is unique, but yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. What's your hidden talent? Something you're good at that people might not know. So I think that people who know me, clo- like most, my, my friends, my family, whoever, would say that my hidden talent is the ability to have the best and worst things happen to me. <laughs> okay. Um, and so that could be as simple as you know, the joke of walking into a store like TJ Maxx or something, and it tells you what you need. That same thing. If I walk into like the goodwill of the world and am looking for something that is like a unicorn find, will just pop out. Nice. And, but simultaneously, like the craziest, wackiest, less than good things also happen to me. Okay. So I'm never usually in the middle on It's either one way or the yeah, other, right? Yeah, that's okay. my hidden talent is I tend to gravitate somehow toward, toward one both end sides of the, of the spectrum. spectrum. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Hey, that's good. What's your most used emoji on your phone? 
It's a newer emoji, uh, which is the two hands that kind of form a heart. Oh. I'm not sure why <laughs> I use that all the time, but for whatever reason, I like it a lot more than, than the standard heart. So Okay. That is that is a different one. I like that. What's on your bucket list? I have not been shy in my life about doing things that I randomly get the urge to try or places to go. So when I think about my bucket list, I'm kind of like, I don't know what what things will pop up over time mm-hmm. um, that I'll want to do. But I know for sure that on my bucket list is to write a book. So I would love to to author a book. I'm not sure about what. Okay. <laughs> All right. And whether it be fiction or nonfiction, but certainly want to try my hand at that at some point. I have recently dipped my toes into traveling around the U.S. by train. And we're so far behind most of the world when it comes oh, to train yeah. travel. Um, so I have big plans to travel most continents by train at some oh, point interesting. Uh, over time. And I often think about how I don't really know how to play any instruments. I was in band as like a middle schooler, early mm-hmm. high schooler, uh, and played clarinet, okay. which is not necessarily the instrument I would like to it's learn. not necessarily the coolest <laughs> instrument out there. It's a good it's one. It's a good one, it's, though, yes. It's maybe not as... Uh, easy to apply like yeah, you're not gonna be in like a rock band that's necessarily right, right. With the, i also i played saxophone so it's like i'm not playing I love anywhere that, <laughs> yeah you can play jazz yeah. I, I can play jazz but that's about it <laughs> yeah so i i don't know either piano guitar something like that okay. um and not to be good at it but just to to learn it yeah good <laughs> excellent so where have you traveled to by train so far i took a trip earlier this year from chicago to whitefish montana to okay. visit a friend and that was about a two-day trip by train. Um, I've traveled some on the East Coast by train. But other than that, that's kind of okay. the early delving into into the train. <laughs> I experience. ask you because I looked into it because um, the kids are always saying, I want to go out west or whatever. Yes. And that's fine and great. But like, you know, from here, it's you got to get on a plane or do whatever. So I looked into like a train and then I was like, do I want to be trapped in a train with my family for three days or however long? And yeah. with, you know, a nine-year-old and a 19-year-old, do I want that? No, I don't. Not right now in this stage of my life. I don't. If it was just me and Matt, yeah, I could do that. But like Fair. with my children, no. <laughs> uh, understood. Yeah, I traveled by myself on both occasions. So it was actually a really, I had a lot of people say, you're going to be on a train for a couple of days by yourself? And to which I responded like, yeah, of course. Like <laughs> I, I took all my puzzle books and yeah, well, yeah. a couple of other books. And I actually spent most of my time um, not doing any of that, but rather just kind of watching uh, literally the world pass me by. And I saw so many uh, different animals and wildlife, moose and, and wolves and all types of things. Uh while just looking out the window. I'm sure in the moments I wasn't looking, I missed things. So yeah, that that was my biggest takeaway. Uh, was just, man, I wish that I would have been able to watch out the window the, the whole time. Whole trip. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, couldn't recommend it enough, but I, I can understand not being <laughs> trapped in a train with, with young people. So. Yeah. They would not want to be trapped on a train with me for two Fair. days either. Yeah. So and there's not very many places to go on the train to yeah, get away from Yeah, like to get away. Yeah. And we're all in, like, we like our individual space. Like, we love to be together, but then we also need to go away from each other to recharge. So train might not be the best place to do that. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> What gets you truly excited about life? So speaking of kids um, or young people, I 
in being an older sister to two very young children, have this new appreciation for kids' perspectives on on matters. Mm-hmm. So that gets me excited about life for some reason. Hearing or watching the world um, or kind of perspectives on the world through the eyes of, in this case, a four and a seven-year-old really give me pause sometimes and uh, cause me to think like, wow, things are so much simpler than we make them mm-hmm. as adults at the heart of it all. But also, you can't help but get excited about things when you watch like the sheer simple joy of small people's oh, yeah. <laughs> experience yeah. with with uh, new things or with experiences that make them excited or, or see the world through kind of a new lens. So that gets me excited about life. I also love creative projects, which is why I have the vintage shop mm-hmm. um, in addition to my day job. <laughs> I, my day job provides plenty of opportunities too for creative uh, expression, but being able to just kind of at any moment pick up on an ongoing project, be it uh, helping a friend with an interior design project mm-hmm. or be it working on the shop like right now prepping for fall mm-hmm. and put, kind of curating that bundle of, of product and, and offerings for folks. That just gets me excited about life. And it's one of those things where like time passes by when you don't even realize it's it's passing yeah. because you're so excited. And yeah, you're in your zone. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, Perfect. definitely in a flow. All right. Yeah. I like that. What do you want to be remembered for? So I will probably reference <laughs> quotes multiple times because they really like metaphor and story really or anecdotes kind of stick with me. I read once this idea that, you know, people are not that mysterious to figure out that if you're just mildly observant, you will notice the different way people drink their coffee or the different um, quirks that each person kind of carries around. So I, I hope that I'm remembered as someone who noticed people. So as someone who learned or knew, uh, and not just knew, but then appreciated and, and kind of cheered on the individual quirks of other people, uh, which is kind of a really, maybe an odd thing. No, I think um, it's good. But I, yeah, I, I love noticing the small details of other people and honoring those and so I hope that people one day are like she noticed me or she knew these things about me that other people didn't call out and kind of with that I I guess I hope I'm remembered as someone who's kind and authentic and who lived their life as earnestly as they uh, possibly could kind of like we talked about earlier like when making mistakes that I own them and that generally I tried my best and didn't stick with the status quo Perfect. Good answer. I like that. Thanks. (laughs) Have you ever run into discrimination in the workplace or anywhere, whether it be for being a woman or young or any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, great question. So I, I think that um, I probably run into discrimination or, or, you know, just different treatment in general because of being young as much as I do uh, because of being a woman. And it's been interesting in the field that I work in because nonprofit the nonprofit sector in general is pretty female dominated. Mm-hmm. So that part, though, I think people maybe take women have taken jobs in the nonprofit sector, perhaps because they're more willing mm-hmm. to settle for lower pay, which is its own problem. Yeah. But that said, that doesn't lend itself to a whole lot of discrimination on a regular basis, at least not in my experience. Um, and I'm blessed to have a, a boss that who is an, an older man who 
elevates myself and my colleague into spaces that frankly right now not a lot of women are in mm-hmm. um and i know historically those spaces have not been as female mm-hmm. uh dominated by any means and so i'm grateful for that opportunity i recognize kind of the uniqueness of that but i will say i find more of these these happenings in my personal life oh, okay. than i do professionally and you know kind of a random story but a couple of weeks ago i was at the grocery store and i was walking through the parking lot here in town and was carrying some of my reusable bags. And one of them says The Met um, for the Metropolitan mm-hmm. Museum of Art in, in New York, which I had just recently visited and purchased this for this very useful you know, function of right. grocery shopping. So as I'm walking through the parking lot, this older gentleman stops me and in a kind of a really crass tone asked, have you ever even been to The Met? <laughs> and I was so caught off guard. <laughs> Uh, by this question that in a really like light and somewhat lackadaisical way, I just said, yeah, just a couple of days ago, actually, I got to see the Starry Night. It was so cool. And he just kind of walked off. And so I kept walking. And I later thought to myself, this man thought that I was a young, stupid girl yeah. who bought a tote bag from Target that says the Met. And first point is, so what if I right, did? Right, so what if you were? <laughs> Who cares? And second of all, the Starry Night is only at the Met for a short period of time. Right, it right doesn't now. live there yeah, all the right. time. Yeah. And so I'm sure that he also potentially thought to himself, like, young, stupid girl. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> the Starry Night's not at the Met. And to that, he would be wrong. So <laughs> it was a very interesting, but things like that happen yeah. relatively frequently. And I'm imagining that other people listening to the podcast probably have similar experiences. Probably. I could yeah. see that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, how do you keep a positive attitude in life? So I used to be really dedicated to this whole positive attitude. Thing. Okay. All right. <laughs> and I uh, I remember having a coach once who would say things crazy. Like we couldn't use the word can't. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really was kind of raised and had these experiences younger in life um, or earlier in life that lent themselves to like, you must maintain a positive attitude, which first of all is good in theory. And second of all, I think is pushed way more on women than it is men. Yes. So I took up a problem with that (laughs) a little bit later in life. And so first I, I like to acknowledge that it's okay to not have a positive attitude Mm -hmm. sometimes. And then if, and when I'm ready to, to get it back together and like maintain some level of sanity, uh, shifting back to a positive attitude, Usually I do two things. So one is I tend to like being kind of like a Jill of all trades expert at none Mm -hmm. and like remind myself of that because I think if you realize that you in one room might be like the best user of a graphic design tool Mm -hmm. and in the next room you might be like the best baker of cookies but Mm -hmm. or whatever it might be uh but then also in all rooms like you are not the expert at at most anything Mm um is a quick way to go back to having a positive attitude (laughs) but then also that my favorite book untamed the the author glennon in kind of a podcast uh, about the Mm -hmm. book she was talking about how she'll get in these places of of negative um attitudes or whatever you might want to call it and she will feel like she needs like a new house and a new city and a new job and a new relationship mm-hmm. and a new religion and whatever. And she's like, and then I pause and I think to myself, what I probably actually need is like a glass of water. And that <laughs> Maybe is a nap also, or something. yeah, right. That yeah. is also me. So yeah. I try to like, you know, laughingly think of 
my favorite author saying that. And then I think to myself, like, maybe I need a glass of water to get back to that positive attitude. Excellent. Sometimes I tell Matt, like, I'm just going to sit here in my funk and I'll get out of it. It's fine. But I'm just going to I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to be fine with it. I'm just going to sit here and feel my feels, which I don't do very often because I don't have feelings. But uh, (laughs) who does? (laughs) Yeah. But I'm going to sit here and then. All right. I will work my way out of it here in a minute. But right now I'm just going to acknowledge it and be okay with it. Yeah, that's all right, because we can all have ups and downs and whatever and all that kind of stuff so certainly and maybe we just need a glass of water sometimes right (laughs) exactly maybe a big glass of water that's true i tell my kids whenever they say something's wrong with them i'm like everything 90 percent of the world's problems can be solved with water sleep or taking a poop yeah (laughs) right there you go (laughs) so you got a tummy ache have you slept lately do you need some water do you need to go to the bathroom exactly (laughs) yeah it's it's really as simple as that yeah perfect (laughs) Well, thank you so much for stopping by today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I feel honored to be here. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. Now, one thing that I think you're kind of famous for, at least people who really know you, is you're a procrastinator. Oh, yes, I am. And I'm kind of a... Now, not everybody knows that. No. Because you look like you got your stuff together. I look like I got my stuff together. But on the back... Behind the scenes, no. It's just, I'm a duck with my butt. I look cool on the top, but my feet are like going crazy underneath the water because that's how I that's how I roll. So yes, <laughs> and I have always been like this. And it's funny because we are alike in a lot of ways, but, but in not that way one. we are not alike. <laughs> no, I have to plan things out just so they don't drive me crazy and keep me up at night and things like that. So presentations, I like put together. Yeah. I just got done uh, being the Rotary president, Muncie Noon Rotary president for the past year, which was all about prep and being ready for the meetings, the weekly meetings and the board meetings and all oh, that kind that of stuff. that stuff, like I want to be ahead of it and everything. Like that kind of stuff. Like right now I've got Gone Boss scheduled through mid-November. So like that kind of stuff. I want to have my act together. I want to know what I'm doing. But when it's like personal things like presentations or if I got to talk in front of people or when I was in school writing papers and stuff like that. Yeah, you were last minute. Last minute. Like, yes. I mean... I, if I did it ahead of time, I'd still get a good grade. But like, if I did it the last, like the night before, and I was under pressure and everything, I would get like an A and glo- this is amazing and fabulous and wonderful. So <laughs> I think that solidified in my brain. Like, hey, you will get better praise, which is I'm all about words of affirmation and people telling me I'm doing a good job. So I will get more of that if I wait till the last minute and make myself under pressure. So here recently, you had a presentation to give at a Ball State uh, class. class. Yes. And you were invited to do this and all that kind of and stuff. And I had plenty of notice. Like, I, oh, yeah. it had been on the schedule for months. Months, <laughs> I tell you. So. And I'm like, yeah, I need to work on that. Yeah, I need to work on that. Now, if this was Matt, you would have had it done two weeks ahead of time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I want it out of my brain. But you, on the other no, hand, I... the weekend, <laughs> you're giving it on Monday, the weekend. So this is Saturday and Sunday. There yes. you are. Well, and Saturday, to put it together. Saturday, I had a gig. So I had work on Saturday. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to do it on Sunday. Sunday is the day I'm going to do it, Sunday, which was Sunday, driving Sunday. you crazy to begin with, because that <laughs> is too late to work on a presentation for the next day. But I'm like, I'm going to do it on Sunday. Great. So I'm sitting at my desk now. Dear listeners, you might not know that my desk at home is in our kitchen. We took an old door. And, and I made a table. You out made of it. a table out of it. And it's my desk and it's next to, it's in the kitchen, which is probably not the best spot for 
working and such, but it is not with it is. all of us who no, kept coming in. No one wanted anything to do with me <laughs> all weekend. No one, like I would talk to my children and they would roll their eyes at me. I would try to engage them and they'd be like, Ooh, and you and Ooh, nobody wanted anything to do with me all weekend until it was Sunday. And I'm sitting there trying to work on my presentation. In the middle of the kitchen. <sighs> Whatever. Everyone. Hey mom. Hey mom. Hey Angie. Hey, I need this. What about this? And I'm like, y'all are driving me crazy. <laughs> anyway, so I started working on this presentation. I got a little bit done, but then I but was like, but you didn't get it done on Sunday, no. did you? No, I did not get it done on Sunday. <laughs> um, and in <laughs> fact, everything I worked on on Sunday, I didn't really use because I changed it all on Monday. <laughs> So Monday I come in, I'm like, I'm not talking to, and I come into the office, I'm like, I'm not talking to anyone, I am not here, Amy, ignore me, Matt, ignore me, I am working on this presentation, and I'm getting it done. And I did, I changed the whole presentation thing. presentation was at 2pm, right? 4. 4, 4pm. 4 I, okay. I thought it was at 2, and then it was at 4, but even if it was at 2, I still got it done by 12.30, FYI. Well, so, look at you. I know. I got it done, I said I wasn't going to make a PowerPoint, because I'm like, oh, it's there's only like 12 kids in this class, I think we'll just do like a little sit-down chat, and then of course, because I'm extra and I have to do everything extra, I'm like, oh, man. Extra up. and last minute. Extra and last minute, two great qualities to have. It. <laughs> so, anyway, so I put together a PowerPoint, I had it all ready to go. And it, you had too many slides, didn't you? Well, you I had, had more than enough. I had plenty. I had more than enough because I'm also extra. And guess what? What? Those kids were engaged. They asked me questions. They sent me follow-up emails thanking me for my time. Like, oh, nice. it was so great. Not like the last time I spoke to a bunch of kids and one of Three of them like fell asleep. Well, that was high school. That was high school. This was college. And these were like senior, junior, senior college, upperclassmen. So anyway, I waited till the last minute like I always do. But it got done, and it was great. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K, or you can find us on Facebook just by searching GoneBoss. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. We're brought to you today by our sponsor, Forbidden Fruit Tattoo and Piercing, on McGalliard in Muncie. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has Gone, gone Boss. boss.